Hello, this is Tushta Krishna Das, and you're listening to ISKCON Denver podcast, where you can hear all of our classes and kirtans. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. His divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Jayam Vishnupad Paramahansa Parivraja Kacharya Shtotara Shita Shishi Mahadis Divine Grace Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Nantakoti Vaishnava Vrinda Ki Jai. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories, all glories to Shishi Guru and Gauranga.
So today we will be reading from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita and diving into the Tirubhav Mahotsava, the great festival of disappearance days of our great Acharyas. So we'll be reading from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adi Lila, Chapter 1, titled The Spiritual Masters, Text 34. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vinda so, Text 34, which is also the first verse of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Vande Guru Nishabhaktan Isham Ishavatarakan Tat Prakashangscha Tachakti Krishna Chaitanya Sangakam Vande Guru Nishabhaktan Isham Ishavatarakan Tat Prakashangscha Tachakti Krishna Chaitanya Sangakam Vande Guru Nishabhaktam Isha Mishavatarakam Tat Prakashangs Chitach Chakti Krishna Chaitanya Sangakam Vande Guru Nishabhaktan 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 Tatpakashangs Krishna Chaitanya Sangakam Vande Guru Nishabhaktan Nishamishavatarakam Tat Prakashangs Chitachakti Krishna Chaitanya Sangakam Vande I offer respectful obeisances Guru unto the spiritual masters Ishabhaktan Unto the devotees of the Supreme Lord. Isham, unto the Supreme Lord. Isha Avatarakam, unto the incarnations of the Supreme Lord. Tat, of the Supreme Lord. Prakashan, unto the manifestations. Cha, and. Tat, 
of the Supreme Lord. Shakti unto the potencies. Krishna Chaitanya, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Sangakam named. Translation in purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation, I offer my respectful obeisances unto the spiritual masters, the devotees of the Lord, the Lord's incarnations, his plenary portions, his energies, and the primeval Lord himself, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Purport. Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami has composed the Sanskrit verse for the beginning of his book, and now he will explain it in detail. He offers his respectful obeisances to the six principles of the absolute truth. Gurun is plural in number because anyone who gives spiritual instructions based on the revealed scriptures is accepted as a spiritual master. Although others give help in showing the way to beginners, the guru who first initiates one with the Maha Mantra is to be known as the initiator. And the saints who give instructions for progressive advancement in Krishna consciousness are called instructing spiritual masters. The initiating and instructing spiritual masters are equal and identical manifestations of Krishna, although they have different dealings. Their function is to guide the conditioned souls back home, back to Godhead. Therefore, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami accepted Nityananda Prabhu and the six Goswamis in the category of Guru. Isha Bhaktan refers to the devotees of the Lord like Sri Srivas and all other such followers who are the energy of the Lord and are qualitatively non-different from him. Ishavatarakan refers to Acharyas like Advaita Prabhu, who is an avatar of the Lord. Tatprakashan indicates the direct manifestation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Nityananda Prabhu, and the initiating spiritual master. Tachchakti refers to the spiritual energies, Shakti of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Gadadhar, Damodar, and Jagadananda belong to this category of internal energy. The six principles are differently manifested, but all equally worshipable. Krishnadas Kaviraj begins by offering his obeisances unto them to teach us the method of worshiping Lord Chaitanya. The external potency of Godhead, called Maya, can never associate with the Lord, just as darkness cannot remain in the presence of light, yet darkness being but an illusory and temporary covering of light, has no existence independent of light. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai Om Ajnana Timarandasya Gananjana Shadakaya Chakshuran Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupakadamayam Tatatisva Padantikam Banchakalpa Trubhyascha Kripasindubhyevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Adveta Gadadha Shri Vasadi Gaura Bhaktivinda 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So today is a very, very auspicious day for us, being a codicy, the day to dive deeper into our devotional lives. And it's also the disappearance days of Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, Srila Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, and Srila Raghunath Das Goswami. And I please beg your blessings that I'm able to speak a drop of the ocean of their qualities and pastimes to purify myself and also to glorify them and serve all of you in this way of glorifying the great acharyas, great teachers in our line. So this verse in purport, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami composed this verse to show us the way of worshiping Lord Chaitanya. We are worshipers of Krishna, but we don't worship Krishna alone. There is Srimati Radharani on the altar with Krishna. And there's all the associates of Krishna that are as worshipable as Krishna. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he descends to this world, his associates follow him and they purify everywhere that they appear. Um, I just read a really beautiful verse in Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat that's a quote from Padma Purana where it states how the devotees, when they engage in kirtan, the devotees, they purify the earth with their lotus feet. They purify the ten directions with their glances. And when they raise their arms in kirtan, they're purifying the heavens. So the associates of Lord Chaitanya are very special personalities. And they show us the way to worship the Lord and to practically engage in bhakti yoga. So Tirubhav Mahotsava means great festival of disappearance. And in this day we usually sing Virahagiti, Jayani Premadana Karuna Pracho. Maybe we can sing it later. A very special song to dive deep into the emotions of Shudhanartam Das Thakur and his separation of these great personalities. And it's called Virahagiti, song of separation, but separation itself, Viraha, Viraha, V means especially, Raha, Rahasya, means confidential. So Viraha, even though taken as just separation, it actually means very confidential meeting. And so when we're feeling these moods of separation from the great teachers, as viraha, there's actually a great meeting that will happen later on where they'll actually, will actually be in their association. They reveal the deep conclusions of Raj Bhakti to all of us. And Siddha Prabhupada and our Acharyas confirm that when we read the works, the books of the great Acharyas, when we hear their glories, we're actually associating with them purifying our consciousness. 
And I was thinking how it's also important to hear about these great personalities, all of our acharyas, because if we don't hear from, about them and from them regularly, then we can concoct our own type of acharya that conforms to our ideas rather than conforming to their ideas and ideology. So by hearing about Srila Prabhupada, right, we don't need to con concoct our own Srila Prabhupada to conform to our own ideas of what bhakti, devotional service, is. He reveals it all. So it keeps us very safe on the path of devotional service, that we're not going to mentally speculate on what the acharyas want from us and have performed for us. So I thought we would begin by speaking about Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, who gave us Chaitanya Charitamrita. Very little is known about the young life of Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. His parents aren't mentioned in any scripture. And actually the only thing that we know about his life is what he's revealed to us in Chaitanya Charitamrita. And so it begins when he's already a great personality. And there's a great festival going on in his home. And different devotees are there. There's even a pujari named Gunarnava Mishra who's worshipping the deities. And this great personality named Miniketan Ramdas, he comes to the home of Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. And Miniketan Ramdas, his mood, he's such an intimate associate of Lord Nityananda that he's acting like a cowherd boy. And he's having intense fun during the kirtan. What does he do? Devotees that are paying their obeisances, he'll jump on top of them. Sometimes he'll slap them with his flute that he has that he was playing with. He's rolling around. Sometimes half of his body is paralyzed while the other is shivering in ecstasy. And he's having a great joyous time in the association of all the devotees chanting the holy names. But Gunarnava Mishra, he was worshipping the deities, and he doesn't offer any type of respect or show any type of, um, you know, salutation to Miniketan Ramdas. So Miniketan Ramdas, who's the representative of Sri Nityananda Ram, he takes this as an offense on Nityananda Prabhu. Not an offense on himself, but because he's acting as representative of Nityananda Prabhu, he takes it as an offense to Nityananda Prabhu. And he chastises Gunarnava Mishra a little bit. But Gunarnava Mishra, he's worshipping the deities, he doesn't become angry, he takes it very nicely. After the Harinam and the festival was closing, the brother of Krishna Das Kaviraj, who's not mentioned by name, gets in an argument with Miniketan Ramdas about the personality of Nityananda Prabhu. He has faith in Lord Chaitanya, but he doesn't have faith in Lord Nityananda. 
And so this is like the half-hen logic, right? You only want the half of the hen that produces the egg where you don't want the mouth and head of the hen that has to eat. So in this way, there's a great big argument between Miniket and Ramdas and the brother of Krishnadas Kaviraj. And Miniket and Ramdas leaves very unhappy. And Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, he's placed in a position that he feels that he needs to get away from his foolish brother who doesn't understand the glories of Lord Nityananda. So that night he has an amazing dream where Lord Nityananda, who's actually blackish in color in the dream, wearing blue silk, dancing like a wild elephant, surrounded by his associates, chanting the holy names. Lord Nityananda instructs Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, go to Vrindavan. There, all of your desires will be fulfilled. Everything will be fulfilled when you go to Vrindavan. And in the dream, Krishnadas Kaviraj faints, and then his dream breaks, and he wakes up. And he takes the order of Lord Nityananda very deeply, and he goes to Vrindavan. In Vrindavan, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, he takes shelter of Shilarupa Goswami and other associates of Lord Chaitanya. And he's actually known as one of the topmost followers of Shilarupa Goswami. He writes a book called Sri Govinda Lilamrita. Because of writing this book, he receives the title Kaviraj, great poet, king of all poets. And because of writing this book, and he also wrote another, uh, he wrote a commentary, Saranga Taranga, uh, I'm sorry, Saranga Ranga Tika of the Krishna Karnamrita. Because of writing these two works, the devotees headed by Haridas Pandit, who was worshiper of Shishi Radha Govinda in Vrindavan at that time. Haridas Pandit was a disciple of Anantacharya, who was a disciple of Gadadhar Das Pandit. Gadadhar Pandit. And Haridas Pandit, he was full of amazing qualities. And him and others, they would daily read Sri Chaitanya Bhagavad. But they wanted to hear the Seish Lila. They wanted to hear the end pastimes of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Whereas in Chaitanya Bhagavat, most of the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya are the earlier pastimes of when he was a householder and living in Navadweep. So they would daily read Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat, but they wanted to hear Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes in Jagannath Puri, going to Vrindavan. And Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami had taken initiation. He took diksha from Shudaragunath Das Goswami. And so he had memorized the karacha, the notebooks of Srila Sarup Damodar Goswami. Sarup Damodar Goswami kept a diary and notebooks of all the later pastimes of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And so Krishnadas Kaviraj memorized all of those under his guru, Srila Raghunath Das Goswami. And Haridas Pandit, Bhugarbha Goswami, so many devotees, they went to Krishnadas Kaviraj and begged him, please write Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. And 
Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami went before the deities of Radha, Madan, Mohan, and the garland fell from Madan Mohan and landed on Krishna Das Kaviraj. And so he reveals that everything that he writes in Chaitanya Charitamrita, he's just writing it down like a parrot. Madan Mohan is actually revealing everything to him. And in Vrajlila, he's known as Kasturi Manjari. But he's given us, in his Sadaka Vesh, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, he's given us the topmost literature that actually united all Gaudiya Vaishnavas. Right? If, when we look at the history of the biographies of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, from Murari Gupta's book to Vrindavandas Thakur's to the two works of Kavi Karnapur, Lochan Das Thakur's Chaitanya Mangala, they sometimes give different uh, focuses on who Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is. And some of those works are not as philosophical as Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Actually, most, all of them are mostly just written in Bengali, except for Sri Chaitanya Chandra Natika of Kavikarnapur. But what Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami did was he took the essence of all the Goswami's literatures. He's taken the essence of Bhagavad Gita. He's taken the essence of Srimad Bhagavatam. He's taken the essence of all the teachings about Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he's put it into this amazing work called Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, which then Narutam Das Thakur and, um, sorry, forgot the, <laughs> Shamananda Pandit and Srinivasacharya, they then took to Bengal. They took the books of Kaviraj Goswami to Bengal and by spreading Chaitanya Charitamrita actually solidified the Gaudiya Vaishnav Sampradaya of who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu really is. Radha Krishna, Radha Krishna, Vikrutir, Viladini Shakti Rasman. So, this amazing Chaitanya Charitamrita can be glorified and glorified so much that in the last days of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he was only reading Chaitanya Charitamrita. So, it's very amazing work that just by reading this book, we get the essence of basically all the literatures of the six Goswamis. So Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, a great personality, was the son of Tapan Mishra. Tapan Mishra met Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when Lord Chaitanya went to East Bengal. He went there to teach and he went there to perform the Shraddha ceremony for his father, Jagannath Mishra, who passed away. And Tapan Mishra, he was a great learned Brahmin. He was reading so many books. So he went to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because one night he had a dream. We go back to dreams, how dreams of great personalities are like reality. But he had a dream that a Brahmin came to him and said, you should go see this person named Lord Chaitanya. You should go see me, my pundit. You want to know the truth about life? 
go see Lord Chaitanya. So the next day, he went to go see Lord Chaitanya, and he said to Lord Chaitanya, I'm reading all of these different scriptures, I'm reading so many books, and yet I cannot ascertain what is the sadhya or the sadhana. Uh, what is the truth and what is the process of ascertaining the truth? Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, it is not good to be a bookworm. Rather, you should engage yourself in constantly chanting the holy names. Take up reading the Srimad Bhagavatam and chant the holy names. And so Tepan Mishra, he received initiation from Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and perfected his life. And Tepan Mishra, after spending some days with Lord Chaitanya, wanted to go to Navajweep. But Lord Chaitanya said, no, don't go to, to Navajweep. Rather, you should go to Varanasi. Later on, I'll see you there. So Lord Chaitanya was predicting how he would go to Varanasi later and deliver Prakashananda Sarasvati. So Tapan Mishra moved to Varanasi, and Lord Chaitanya would stay with Tapan Mishra and Chandra Shekaracharya. And Tapan Mishra had a boy named Raghunath Bhatt. So when Lord Chaitanya went to Varanasi, Raghunath was able to cook for the Lord. Raghunath was an amazing cook. He was a chef. And whatever he prepared, Lord Chaitanya relished. He was able to daily wash the lotus feet of Lord Chaitanya. He received so much mercy from the Lord. And so later on, Lord Chaitanya, he's in Jagannath Puri. Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, he lived with his family for 28 years, and then he decided that he would go to Jagannath Puri on pilgrimage. So he went on pilgrimage to Jagannath Puri, and on the way he met a person named Ramdas Vishvas. Ramdas Vishvas was known as being a great devotee of Lord Ram. He was constantly chanting, Ram, 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 Sita Ram, Sita Ram. And he met Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, and Seeing Raghunath Bhatt as a Brahmin, he was from a lower caste, he wanted to serve Raghunath on this pilgrimage. So he would try to carry the belongings of Raghunath Bhatt. He would try to serve him in so many different ways. And Raghunath, he would try to dissuade him. No, 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 I, you, know, you shouldn't serve me. But still, Ramdas Vishvas, he was... The, uh, he was actually the, one of the uh, kind of like messengers of the king. And so he had like a more of a kshatri attitude. So he would always win in serving Raghunath Bhatt. So together they went to Jagannath Puri. And when they arrived, they both fell at the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Mahaprabhu immediately embraced Raghunath Bhatt and took him to be cared for by Govinda, the Lord's servant, whereas he didn't pay any attention to Ramdas Vishvas. Why is this? Because Ramdas Vishvas, he was constantly chanting the holy names of Ram. He was even engaging in the service with Raghunath Patkaswami. But the whole reason why he was doing 
whatever he was doing, was because he wanted to become Ram. So outwardly, people would see him and say, oh, he's such a great devotee of Lord Ram. See, he's chanting, he's doing all these things, but inside, he was just cultivating this mood of, I want to become God. I want to become the Lord. And so because of this, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu neglected him, didn't want anything to do with him. Later on, Ramdas Viswasi would teach Kavya Prakash, the basic Sanskrit text for those who are learning Sanskrit, to the uh, Patanyayaka family. Bharagana Bhatt, he stayed with Lord Chaitanya for eight months, receiving instructions. And the instructions that he received from Lord Chaitanya, he, Lord Chaitanya said to him, you should go back and serve your Vaishnava parents, because they're Vaishnavas, you shouldn't neglect them. You should not marry. You should hear, hear the Bhagavatam and study the Bhagavatam from a realized soul. And you should come back to Jagannath Puri after your par parents disappear. And so he received from the Lord. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took off his own kantimala and gave it to Raghunath Bhatt Goswami. Raghunath Bhatt Goswami went back, served his parents, and then they passed away from this world. He went back to Jagannath Puri, spent another eight months with Lord Chaitanya, and then finally Lord Chaitanya said, you should go to Vrindavan, and you should take shelter of Rupa and Sanatan. They should be like your older brothers. And so it's stated on the qualities and the mood of Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, that Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, he was an amazing cook. And when he got to Vrindavan, he would cook daily for Shishri Radha Govinda. He would worship Radha Govinda, the deities of Srila Rupa Goswami. And he would make flutes and he would also make earrings for the Lord. But Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami says some things that are very, very important for us to hear about the qualities of Raghunath Bhatt says, Raghunath Bhatt would neither hear nor speak about anything of the material world. He would simply discuss Krishna and worship the Lord day and night. He would not listen to blasphemy of a Vaishnav, nor would he listen to talk of a Vaishnav's misbehavior. He knew only that everyone was engaged in Krishna's, Krishna's service. He did not understand anything else. So hearing these qualities of Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, I look at my own daily life on how my mind wants to go to worldly talk, what's happening in the news in this part, and somebody brings something up, or blasphemy of a Vaishnav, Vaishnav's misbehavior. But Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, he would not listen to blasphemy, of a Vaishnav, nor would he listen to talk of a Vaishnav's misbehavior. Shri Prabhupada talks about how Raghunath Bhatt never did anything harmful to a Vaishnav. That's amazing to really let that sink in to our life on how are we taking in the qualities of these great personalities. 
into our life? Or is it just, oh, they're great saints, I'm never going to be on that level, so I'm not even going to try. But we hear, right? Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, Haridas Pandit, Raghunath Bhat Goswami, so many of these qualities are mentioned over and over and over again so that they should be sinking within our heart, right? Again, conforming to the ideas of the acharyas rather than trying to get the acharyas to conform to our ideas. Right? Actually having this catharsis of purging out all of our bad qualities that we've gotten due to associating with this material world and then taking in the good qualities of the Vaishnavas who are so dear to Lord Chaitanya. And so he went to Vrindavan and stayed there with Rupa and Sanatan Goswamis. And he is Rag Manjari in Raj Lila. So we now come to Srila Raghunath Das Goswami, who is our Prayojan Guru. Through his writings, we receive the topmost understanding of the Absolute Truth. We're worshipping the Absolute Truth. We want to know about the Absolute Truth. And Raghunath Das Goswami is giving us the most perfect realization of what the Absolute Truth is. And so Raghunath Das Goswami, he was born from Govardhan Majumadar. His mother is never mentioned, but Govardhan and his brother Hiranya Majumadar, they were at that time millionaires and multi-multi-millionaires. So back in that day, they were just super, super rich personalities living in Bengal at that time. And they lived around Shantipur, where Advaitacharya lived. And so Raghunath Das Goswami is the first of the Goswamis to meet Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. After Lord Chaitanya took sannyas, he went to the house of Advaitacharya. And there, Raghunath Das Goswami was able to meet and see the Lord. And actually, even before this, he was, he was able to get the blessings of Haridas Thakur because after Haridas Thakur was tested by the prostitute, he left and he went to the home of uh, Balaramacharya who was living by Advaitacharya and there he um, took shelter of Haridas uh, Haridas Thakur gave his blessings to Srila Raghunath Das Goswami Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami later says that these blessings of Haridas Thakur are why he was able to leave his home and be with Lord Chaitanya. So Raghunath Das Goswami, upon meeting and serving Lord Chaitanya, he became like a madman. He wanted to leave his home. He wanted to just be with Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And his parents actually had to keep guards on him to keep him home, right? They're amazingly wealthy people. They need a son. Hiranya uh, Majumadar, he didn't have any heirs. He didn't have any sons. So Raghunath Das Goswami is going to inherit all of the wealth. He needs to stay in the family. He needs to learn the business. 
They even get him married to a woman that's as beautiful as an upstar, as beautiful as an angel. And so, Raghunath Das Goswami, he was just wanting and wanting to be with Lord Chaitanya, but he was kept at home. Lord Chaitanya, on his way to Vrindavan, uh, the first time when he went to Kanai Natashala, he stopped at the home of the Majumadars in Shantipur again at Advaita Acharyas. And he instructed Raghunath Das Goswami that don't be a show bottle devotee. Everybody knows what a show bottle is. Right? When you go to a store, there's an empty bottle and it's just for show of what the product is. There's actually nothing in it. So Lord Chaitanya instructed Raghunath Das Goswami, don't be a show bottle devotee. Rather, you should perform your duties in this material world in such a way that you're not falsely renouncing. You can enjoy the world befitting to your Krishna consciousness. Basically, do your duty as a son and as a business person, but yet inside remain detached and constantly worshiping Krishna. And when the time comes, then you'll be able to be free of all of your material duties and come to Jagannath Puri. And so Raghunath Das Goswami, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami talks about how one time there was a chowdhury, a tax collector, who came to the house of the Majumadars and Govardhan, Hiranya, they weren't there. So what happened? Raghunath was taken prisoner by this tax collector who was a Muslim person. And he would berate Raghunath Das Goswami. Where is your father? Where is, the, where is his brother? They're supposed to give us so much rupees. They're keeping back some. We know that they're cheating. And he would even go to hit Raghunath Das Goswami. But seeing the gentle face of Raghunath Das Goswami, he wouldn't hit him. And so finally, Raghunath Das Goswami, who was expert in material affairs at this time, he pleased the tax collector so much that he was able to be free and then he settled the dispute. So he played the role of a proper son and business person. And because of this, what happened? His parents saw, oh, he's settling in. We don't have to keep the guards on him so tightly. <laughs> so then, Raghunath Das Goswami, we know the famous Chiradahi Dahi Mahotsava, the Panihati festival, where Lord Nityananda comes and there's a great festival of yogurt preparations that are made. He gets the mercy of Lord Nityananda. And because of all of this, one night, because he was constantly surrounded by guards, Krishna arranged that one night, Yadunanda Acharya, the priest of the family, he came to Raghunath Das Goswami in the middle of the night and he said, there's nobody to do the puja. There's nobody to do the worship of the Lord. The disciple who was supposed to come, he's not able to, so we need to find somebody. So Raghunath Das Goswami said, don't worry, I'll go find somebody, you just go home. And the guards were all sleeping. So Raghunath Das Goswami was able to leave home. 
We're sorry that the puja was not performed because Raghunath Das Goswami left. <laughs> but he left and he traveled for 13 days to Jagannath Puri. He only ate three times out of those 13 days of traveling on foot to Jagannath Puri. He was just so absorbed in being with Lord Chaitanya. He got to Jagannath Puri. Lord Chaitanya placed him under the care of Srupa Damodar Goswami. And he engaged in devotional service in a very renounced way under Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The first couple of days, the first six days that Raghunath Das Goswami was in Jagannath Puri, he would receive the remnants of Lord Chaitanya. Then after those six days, he gave that up. And he would go to the Singhadwar gate where the different pujaris would come out and give you know, little bits of prasadam to those who were begging. And so he begged there for some time. Then his father sent some servants and rupees for him and he was able to serve Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But after that, he even stopped doing that. And then he was going to a place where there's cows nearby the Jagannath Puri temple, the cows of Tailanga. And what the Pajaris would do, they would give the uh, leftover prasadam that was decomposing to the cows of Tailanga. Raghunath Das Goswami at night would go in, get the decomposing rice, wash it so that the hard uh, hard rice that was inside would be left over, put some salt, and just eat that. Srupadamadar Goswami found out what he was eating, and um, Srupadamadar Goswami said, you're tasting such nectar, why aren't you sharing with us? And even Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to eat the leftover refuse of prasadam that Srila Raghunath Das Goswami was taking, and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that this was the best prasadam that he had ever tasted coming from the Jagannath Puri temple. So Raghunath Das Goswami, he completely renounced this material world. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had been worshipping a Govardhan Shila and a Gunja Mala necklace, a Gunja necklace, that he had received from Shankarananda Sarasvati, from Vrindavan, and he gave that to Raghunath Das Goswami, signifying that his worshipable place to perform service is Govardhan, and the Gunja necklace represented Radha Dhasyam, service to Shimati Radharani. And in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, states, who could list the unlimited transcendental attributes of Raghunath Das? His strict regulative principles were exactly like lines on a stone. Raghunath Das spent more than 22 hours out of every 24 hour, uh, out of every 24 chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra and remembering the lotus feet of the Lord. He ate and slept for less than an hour and a half, and on some days that also was impossible. Topics concerning his renunciation are wonderful, 
Throughout his life, he never allowed his tongue sense gratification. He never touched anything to wear except a small torn cloth and a patchwork wrapper. Thus, he very rigidly executed the order of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Whatever he ate was only to keep his body and soul together, and when he ate, he would reproach himself thus. If one's heart has been cleansed by perfect knowledge and one has understood Krishna, the Supreme Brahman, he then gains everything. Why should such a person act like a debauchee by trying to maintain his material body very carefully? So, Shudaraganat Das Goswami Ki Jai. He revealed a very amazing path that we can all be honest, most of us will not follow in his footsteps. But we should understand that his renunciation was not just based on just giving up the material objects because of just for the sake of renunciation. He was giving up sense gratification because he had such a higher taste. He was completely absorbed in the service of Radha and Krishna in such an amazing way. And because of this, he just lost taste for the material world. It wasn't that he was trying to falsely renounce. And so when we hear about these great personalities and we think, oh, I'm going to follow in their footsteps. Why are we following in their footsteps? Because we want to get praise or try to be like them in an artificial way? Or are we first trying to get the higher taste and then naturally the renunciation will come later on? So hearing about these great personalities, hearing about our acharyas, um, yesterday <laughs> I went to the dentist in the early morning and was there for two hours just getting so much stuff done and they do like a deep cleaning and now I can feel like every single tooth in my mouth, everything is so clean and so yesterday I was telling Nick and others that it's like, wow, I don't even want to put anything in my mouth because <laughs> it just feels so clean in there. So by diving into the Acharya's qualities and characteristics and pastimes, we're getting a deep cleaning so that we can purge the rest of the stuff that's been built up. And then we advance and we realize, oh, this is what it's like to be a little clean. I don't want to go out and just contaminate my heart again. I want to keep absorbed in the pastimes of the devotees and Krishna. So by really taking this day to go through the writings of Srila Raghunath Goswami, like Manashiksha, Stavavali, Danakeli Chintamani, so many works are there. Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami's works. We can really power wash our heart so that we can then feel, oh, this is what it's like to be really clean. And then we can go deeper and deeper into our spiritual life by receiving their blessings. So viraha, having that mood of separation so that we'll get their association. So thank you for your kind attention. And if there's any more glories and pastimes that anybody wants to share, realizations, Anandamari just burst through the door like a superhero wanting to give us something.
I'm just here to beg, actually. Um, it was curious to me that Raghunath, Raghunath Bhatta was, he was with Ram, Ramdas Vishwas, that Ramdas Vishwas had such personal association with such Mahabhagavad and uh, was still neglected. I'm wondering about, you know, like, what, what benefit did Ramdas Vishwas have? Was there any hope for him, like, in his changing of his conception? He had direct association with the Mahabhagavad, personal associate of Lord Chaitanya, had, saw Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chaitanya neglected him, but I'm, I was just curious about that. Yeah, I, I've asked many senior devotees about this because, it, you know, we always hear Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Shasavoy, Lava Matra Sadhu Sangha Sarva Siddhi Hoy, but just getting 11th of a second of Mahabhagavat's association, you get something. But it's all about sankalpa, it's all about intention. And so the only reason why he wanted to associate with Raghunath Bhatt Goswami was because he saw it as a way to become one with the Lord. So his intention in approaching Raghunath Bhatt Goswami and serving him was to merge with the Lord. Whereas we can see that others who's, you know, they take up the practice of bhakti or their heart changes, their intention in associating with the Mahabhagavats, the great personalities, is that they themselves want to learn and take shelter of them. So Ramdas Vishwas, even though he served and you know, had some association with Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, his intentions were all wrong, and that kept his heart from changing. So then he goes to teach the Kavya Prakash. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anything else? Any more? There's so much more that can be said about Srila Raghunath Das Goswami, or if there's any. Uh, other comments that anybody else would want to make before we move in? Thanks for listening and talking about um, their qualities and how we should uh, take that up. So can you kind of explain what that looks like? Mm. In the statements about Srila Raghunath Bhatt Goswami not hearing about any Vaishnava misbehavior or hearing about the blasphemy of Vaishnavas. I think it's amazing that in this community we have you to look for as a uh, representative of those kinds of qualities. So for yourself, you can just look in the mirror and see what those qualities look like. And uh, for us, you know, we see how you and others, you know, who are really diving deep, we see it in our ISKCON, you know, our ISKCON gurus and so many devotees that have dived deep into the philosophy and the qualities. We see how they're constantly absorbed in Krishna consciousness. And then, good qualities, the good qualities of Haridas Pandit, which are specifically mentioned, of being gentle, always seeing the good in others, 
you know, Raghunath Das Goswami's qualities of constantly being absorbed. You know, it's, it's all by mercy and practice. They go side by side. That we get the mercy of our guru, we get the mercy of the Vaishnavas, get the mercy of Krishna, and we're able to perform devotional acts throughout our day and devotional activities, hearing, chanting, and doing practical service in the temple, it cleanses our, our heart of, again, all these upadis. We have all these false designations that are built up, built up, built up. And so by associating with these great personalities, it's like power washing those upadis away so that we can actually engage in real Krishna consciousness in a uh, very deep way. We have Krishna consciousness, which is performed with our sadhaka deha, right? We have this particular form that's, you know, chanting and doing all types of activities, but then by the mercy of these great souls, our real position, our constitutional position will be awakened so that we then engage in the direct service of the great personalities and then ultimately Radha Govinda. And we see all of these qualities and characteristics in Srila Prabhupada, who, him being the representative of the six Goswamis, him being the representative of all the Acharyas, right? The only reason, reason we know about these great personalities is because of his mercy. And so to see how Srila Prabhupada, right? It's so amazing that we have Srila Prabhupada amazing Vaishnava Acharya who's on the level of Srila Raghunath Das Goswami and Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, but he's interacting with the modern world. And we get to see what an Acharya who's trying to establish worldwide mission of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, what, what that looks like in real time. So, Would you like to say anything further? Uh, Gita Dasi, she said, Pam Ho, Pam Ho. Uh, thank you, Prabhu, for the nice lecture. Chapter one is entitled The Spiritual Masters. So, can I please ask a question about Guru? Who can be considered as Siksha Guru? One who gives Siksha preaches, or one who has to be authorized as a, as a Siksha Guru by GBC? Thanks. Is, is that part of the question that one whose Siksha has to be? Okay yeah. by the GBC? Yeah, she's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a very deep question because there's a lot of talk nowadays of who can be guru, what is Shiksha guru, and it's interesting that for so many years we've always focused on Diksha gurus. And, you know, going through the statements of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, there's no difference between Diksha Gurus and Shiksha Gurus. And Shiksha Guru, I mean to like, <laughs> I don't want to go into like whole Guru Tattva, but Shiksha Guru is one who's going to further instruct 
somebody on the path of devotional service. So that's why Srila Prabhupada in today's purport, he speaks specifically about how Shiksha Gurus are saints, saints who give instructions for progressive advancement in Krishna consciousness are called instructing spiritual masters or Shiksha Gurus. And Diksha Guru is always one, but someone may have different Shiksha Gurus. But when we get into the actual scriptural understanding of who Shiksha Guru is, one may be an initiating Guru, but they might not be um, always present. And Shiksha Guru literally means one who's going to take us deeper into Raganuga sadhana bhakti. So sometimes this term Siksha Guru goes around of like, oh yeah, this person taught me how to mop. He's my Shiksha Guru. But Shiksha Guru literally means one who takes one deeper into their devotional life, specifically Raganuga bhakti. And this is very elaborately discussed in Raghvartma Chandrika by Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur about Shiksha Guru. And um, I don't want to say anything too controversial, but why not? not a, but to, to say that the GBC would have to okay a Shiksha Guru. Shri Bhakti Manot Thakur states in Jaiva Dharma that those who are chanting Shuddha Nam, those who are chanting the pure holy name, are those who should be served and seen as gurus. So we can try to rubber stamp certain personalities and claim that they're gurus, but real guru is one who's chanting Shudanam because then they're actually realizing who they are and what their relationship to Radha Krishna are. And that's why Shiksha Guru also is a somebody who it's not just rubber stamping somebody a Shiksha Guru because they show us something, but because they're taking us very deep into our spiritual life. But it is interesting how Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami shares how the previous Acharyas are also our Shiksha Gurus. The six Goswamis are Shiksha Gurus. So Srila Prabhupada is the main Shiksha Guru for ISKCON, right? If we see all of our Acharyas as Shiksha Gurus, because they actually are showing us practically how to go deeper into our spiritual lives by the writings, instructions, all of that. So for us, our main Shiksha Guru is Srila Prabhupada. That's why we daily read his books. We hear his lectures. Everything that we do in ISKCON is based on Srila Prabhupada. And then within our own lives, there are going to be those personalities that we have three things um, in Chaitanya Charitamrita Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Those who are going to take us deeper into our spiritual lives, they have the same mood. They um, will constantly be giving us bless blessings. And uh, we have full trust and faith in them. So these th three things are there to really instruct us on who to take shelter of in uh, as a Shiksha Guru. So it's 9.06, we could 
obviously this is a very big topic, but I hope that helps. And we'll stop here because it's getting late.